0: The PM Growth Experts podcast show is hosted by Darren
1: Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training, who work with PM Growth Experts from around the globe. If you're signing up 20 to 30 managements a month, that's great. If not, speak with us.
0: Hi, it's Darren Hunter here, and we are with Dennis Youssef. And of course, today we are interviewing Jason Wright. We are with the PM Growth Expert podcast show, where we interview the very best growth experts and BDMs on the planet. Welcome, Jason.
2: Thank you. Welcome. Hello. So uh, <laughs> It's great having you on board, Jason.
0: Thank you. That, that's cool. Now, before we get started, we have to give a shout out for one of our exclusive partners, which is EBM Landlord Insurance. Now, Dennis, I remember well before you were in property management, around about Twenty, maybe even thirty years ago, um, you know the way we treated pets in property management was a lot different back then. Um, you know, tenants had cats and dogs. Well, now they've got fur babies, and the the the, the pet is uh, and the way it's been received in the home it's been a lot different. Obviously, pets are now coming inside a lot more, and I think as an industry we are encouraging uh, people, and as an industry we're encouraging. That we've got to be more pet friendly because of the type of families we're dealing with and of course then what comes to mind is the risk and so forth and the people at ebm landlord insurance um, have some great pet cover so what i recommend you do is go to rentcover.com.au get in contact with them and find out exactly what type of pet cover that you can receive to make sure you have the very best landlord
1: insurance cover so Let's move on, Dennis. Over to you. Yeah. So, um, Jason, absolutely honor to have you on uh, this podcast with us. So, um, look, I remember the first time I got this phone call from this guy, um, Darren, and, and I, was, I was working at Integrity Real Estate and I get this guy ring up and, and he, he swears at me and he says, you know, I've just had a busy month, but I've been told there's someone who can list more properties and what you're doing, I obviously need to learn. And Jason can clarify me on the um, on the exact wording. But um, And my thoughts were what? You want to spend two weeks with me and learn how messy my desk is, I wouldn't know what to do. You know, uh, and that was my introduction to Jason. And, um, you know, and watching what he's done since that very first phone call, we actually we stayed connected. And Jason was one of the first people that chased me down. My first trip to Adelaide, Jason, my very first trip, I remember putting a post on Facebook saying, I've got a couple hours to spare. Who wants to pick me up at the airport? And he, he couldn't get on there quick enough.
0: <laughs> right. I, i'll just jump in i remember now of course jason is a commercial property manager bdm so he's out there signing up commercial real estate but when we first connected you were working with a business in adelaide you're on the sunshine coast in queensland at the moment but back in adelaide in the northern suburbs you're kicking a lot of goals with essential property management where you're working there with your your mum, michelle um Correct. and uh you know, I remember you coming along to my seminars and, and working with me. And I think, remember doing a, you know, we did some fee maximisation training and you just went and kicked it out of the park immediately. Yeah, well, that's true. And I think, I remember
2: you and I used to catch up for the odd coffee at Nova Cafe, actually, in Gola, when we were both living in Gola. And I remember saying, hey, I had this really good month, you know, and I don't know how I did it, but it was a near-death experience. And you're like... Well, you got to call this guy called Dennis. Dennis is in Nowra. and so I looked. I'm like, where the is Nowra?
0: <laughs> I think people still say that anyway. So, Dennis, yes. mate, we no, need to get you done, right.
1: And that's where the call came. So, Jason, why did you join real estate? What What was the you know the reason behind it? You've got some history in hospitality, etc., but real estate.
2: Okay, so mum had started working in property management and um, she started a small business in the lounge room and said I should join real estate. And in the back of my mind, I always knew real estate was probably the next step for me. But uh, you're just in that space where you just don't think you can risk leaving a really great job that you love. my fifth year budget came and it was off the out of the radar in terms of what I could achieve for the following year because it was 100% growth on each year from the previous. And I just said to my mum, well, let's do it. You know, my family are avid investors. Uh, we had a significant portfolio and we kind of just basically got drunk and went, well, let's do this. We can do it, we don't need a brand. We'll just start and see what happens. And We've been in the lounge room of my mum's house for a long time, only till about 18 months ago, and um, the rest is history. That was April 2000. That's a lie. October 2011, I started doing BDM in part time. Uh, I'd grown about 65 management's when I quit my job in April of 20. I won property manager of the year in October of 2012 and the rest, they say, is history.
1: Yeah, that was 2012 when you made contact with me. So tell us about your office, your town, you know, your marketplace. So um, obviously, you, you know, you're doing commercial now. So, I mean, one of the great things that I yep. learned today is you've done commercial and residential. You know, you've done both. So, if you Correct. Can, yeah, so if you want to share you know, your marketplace and, and about about your office? Um, right
2: now, my marketplace is the glorious Sunshine Coast and we actually have two offices, one on the Sunshine Coast and one in Field, which is Moreton Bay region. I'm blessed with something that no one else in the country can say, which is the two offices that I rule are the two fastest growing regions in Australia right now. That's so right. if you not investing on Morton Bay or the Sunshine Coast, then that's really your prerogative and I wish you the best of luck being a loser. A
0: commercial, from a commercial property management point of view, is business booming for businesses? Is the economy doing really well?
2: The business is booming. The reality is if you look at it from a residential perspective, the Sunshine Coast region are uh, aura is a brand new development here, which is um, a Stockland development. It is the largest uh, largest, um, master plan community in Australian history that's broken ground about 18 months ago. They've got six and a half years left of the project. There'll be 20,000 homes. To put it into perspective for people that are familiar with Queensland, it'll be 1.4 times the size of North Lakes when it's complete. It'll have 50,000 residents in that one pocket alone. And there are three other similar developments
1: happening on the Sunshine Coast right now. And hear this, Darren, that the important thing is a good BDM knows his stats you know, you know Jason's sharing and, and this is important, he's sharing, he knows what's going on in the future development of his area he knows how many potentials there's going to be, how many families, how many you know, and that is so important from a BDM's point of view. You need to be in touch with that. And, and you know, given that, you know, Jason's got some commercial, um, he's obviously working in the commercial sector, but he's throwing residential stats at us as well. And this is stuff that he's talking with with potential investors, that he knows his stuff. So he's looked upon as a market leader in that because he knows his stats. Yes. Property management is exactly the same. You need to know how many vacant properties there are in, a price range or how many is expected to get billed Brisbane you know how long in the last few years have they had problems with two unit two bedroom units and and this is knowing your stuff so kudos and well done to you, um, James thank, you. That. you know, thank you know, thank you what hard. I'll add to that is it's
2: important for me to know the residential stats just like it's important for the residential guys to know some basic commercial stats yeah. and the reason is is because if you don't have an element of infrastructure, and infrastructure is the commercial product that supports the residents and vice versa, then we don't have a product to sell. So each of us have to work together in some
1: aspect. Yeah, well said. So Jason, what's your growth been in the last 12 months? Like how's how how many properties have you grown? What's your, you know, the the value that you've brought into the
2: Sure. This? So we measure it two ways, because you've got to take into consideration that I would argue that a commercial building would be the, the um, equivalent of a apartment block or small block of units. So I measure the building in addition to the tenancies inside the building. Um, so I would say in the in the last year it's about 145 new managements, It's slightly down on the year before at about 180. Um, but I've I've changed my pitch. I'm not just taking anything anymore, we're just doing high-value buildings and we're trying to focus on things that have at least five tenants.
0: If we can again put this in a bit more perspective for our residential management viewers. Uh, what's the average fee income you're seeing per management per year? What sort of dollars we're we talking in fee income, uh, or in you know, a total fee each management coming oh. in to the company? So each
2: management, for me, if it's not worth at least three and a half thousand a
0: year, it's really not worth my while. That's right at the low end, and yet we got people you know, around Australia getting out of bed for a thousand dollars a year in management, you know, in total fees, uh, including management fees. Yeah, and look, I've crunched
2: the numbers and the reality is I don't see how you can make money on less than 1,800, and 2,200 is a truly ideal number in terms of by the time you do some inspections, get outside, um, do a couple of uh, emails a month, catch up with the owner once a quarter for a blowing the breeze kind of conversation and add all that labor up, I don't see how it costs less than 2200. So if it's not gonna bring you 2200 and they're not attached to five other properties you're gonna get, I genuinely don't see the point. Not all, you shouldn't say yes to everything because you're working your butt off for no money.
1: Yeah, well done. So knowing what you know now in real estate, like if you were to meet yourself on day one, Jason starting day one, Jason the expert coming over here. You know, what would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself?
2: Get a coach the minute you can afford it. <laughs> go to every seminar or training that you can go to. Um, jump onto every Facebook community uh, with every property management or BDM there is, you'll discover which ones do and don't work for you. But to start with, join them all and then work out which ones are and aren't good for you as an individual and slowly get rid of the others, which is what I've done, or take a step back in some of them. I'm obviously very active in three or four communities and I'm very inactive in another three or four and then then I don't I'm not involved in many, many at all. I just I'd removed like myself. i
0: jump in. I reckon about 2012, Jason, we had a conversation about social media because I had no idea back then. And this is now get
2: the expert.
0: getting into the, you're getting into the Facebook groups and how to make money. And the other, and another guy that really influenced me on social media is, is Dennis. And there was a, a third person in the mix as well. And, uh, you know, um, now Dennis and I train Facebook marketing around the planet, but I just want to say thank you for your advice back then. It's exactly the same as what you just said. Get into those Facebook groups and just get involved.
2: Yep, getting involved in all of them. Then the last one is day one. Just get into your community. You know, soccer, just wear your badge, you guys have got your logos on your shirt, get into your community with your logo and your name tag and let people talk to you.
1: Mm. Go to every
2: networking event there is. Again, no different to the Facebook thing, there's a hundred of them, go to all hundred, work out what four work for you and
1: dump the other 96. Yeah, well done. So, I mean, I suppose this question's quite similar to what I've just asked you about meeting yourself, but if you were to start a rent roll from scratch today, You know, what would be your three key strategies of growth? What would be the, you know, what would you do? What would I do? Absolutely do the networking.
2: Um, Social social networking and face-to-face networking. We underestimate the face-to-face networking. So networking, number one. Number two, mailbox drops. You know, (laughs) you and I love them, Dennis. No one else does them. And I don't (laughs) believe they don't... Do them. Just listed, just least. Just listed, just least. Just listed, just least. You pick a demographic or a small area and you just list and just list. They won't notice the first, second or third time. The fourth time your brochure goes on the fridge, six months later they'll call you up. But Just listed, just least, consistently. Do not do it inconsistently. Don't waste your time unless you do it consistently. The third thing. Is letters. I'm sorry. I still send a hundred letters every single week, and I get a management every single week. Yeah, like it's yeah.
1: consistent. And you mastered this when you first started your own office. You, you know, um, I know it's it's based different in each legislation and each state and each town and each country, etc. But um, you know, you you actually uh, went to the local council. And mate. Here in
2: Queensland, I'm blessed with jumping onto RP data, or we use Price Finder, finding out who the owner is. 80% of commercial property is owned in an entity, so I have to do a company search, etc. But back in the old days, I literally had to go down to Goulburn Council, sit there with the folder, she'd give it to me, I wasn't allowed to photograph it wasn't allowed to record, I had to sit there and hand write a hundred names and addresses, take them back, put them into a spreadsheet, send them in, do a mail merge, send a hundred letters, you know. I just and like, just like the third week in, in <laughs> she got us, so I started taking muff- muffins to the girls at council.
0: I just want to jump in, we've yeah. actually got one of your prospecting letters. Uh, Jason um, it's just been loaded it's a it's a, a cold it's a cold prospecting letter to turn into warm from um, members yep. go to our uh, inject growth series library you'll find that under uh, letters and tools um, it's quite a lengthy letter um, that we've uh, um, lovingly borrowed from you Jason. Um, but also um, uh, for anyone interested in becoming members too just go to uh, inspiredgrowthtraining.com dot com and you can actually have a look at our uh, IGT Inner Circle membership
1: uh, joining there as well. Sorry, back to you guys. No problem. Yeah, excellent. So, um, yeah, you know, letters, letterbox dropping, communities. I mean, they're all the face-to-face meetings. They're all so vital. And and what's really interesting, um, Jason, people get so bogged down with technology so much, they forget about the stuff that works. And and because writing a letter, letterbox dropping, it, it takes a little bit of effort. So it's always that first job, that a business owner, when they're growing their rent roll, they drop that first, and and, you know, uh, it's interesting, because I'll go into an office and I'll be training, oh yeah, and I'll say, so how did you, what did you do when you first started? Oh, I walked the street. Oh, that's interesting, so you don't do that anymore. But it worked.
2: (laughs) And look, you know, well I know that you love video and you're getting me slowly attached to video. The 14 day challenge is certainly helping. But I don't love video and that's okay. What's really important is you find the things that work for you that you love doing and do them consistently. Yeah. If I can go back to the letters for one second, when you get a letter in the post after you've been away, Dennis, and it's in a white A5 envelope and it's plain with a window, glass-panelled window on the front, what do you think? I don't open it. Oh my God, another bill. I'll leave that till tomorrow, I'm really tired. I'll wait for the the one with a stamp that says pay now. Correct. (laughs) So what the other thing the guys need to do for me, put the letter inside the envelope, use either colored envelopes, you can use business envelopes, no problem, but the next trick is handwrite your envelopes so that they look personal. Really
1: critical. I got, be- one. I got one in the mail last night. Admittedly, it was my birthday the other day. And, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful, It's it's got the branding on it as well. It's come from New Zealand. Um, and I it was the first thing I opened. It was, yeah. you know, um, the, the value of that is just phenomenal. Because
2: when it's handwritten, you think it's personal. And then you open it and you go, oh,
1: you tricked me, you little bugger. But I'll read it anyway. <laughs> because you've got you know you've got that five seconds to catch them right so yeah Yeah, very important okay Jason so right now where you are you you turn up to work Monday morning and the phone rings first thing Monday morning and it's the bank manager the bank manager says to you Jason if you don't pick up 10 managements this week we're closing the doors we need 10 managements um, or we're shutting the doors what do you do go
2: go okay So first things first, you call every single owner that you've already got on your books and you ask them if they've got another property that you could manage for them or they've got a family member or friend that they could recommend and that you'd give them some kind of recognition or reward for bringing that management over. You do the exact same thing with your tenants because some of your tenants are renting a four-bedroom because they're too single people with kids that have got together, and both of them have three-bedroom houses four four doors down that you don't know about. So you do the same thing with your owners, same thing with your tenants. Then you call every tradie because every one of your tradies has a property quite probably because tradies are our new range of self-made multimillionaires in the next 10 years. So look after your tradies because they will become your clients, and they deal with four or five agents. So it's really critical you're better than the other four they deal. Yeah. Um, then you go to your kids' childcare centres, schools, etc., and talk to all the nuns and say, "Hey, if you bring a friend over, I'll wash your car. Or I'll give you some kind of reward." I, I. All my families and friends got a $200 referral fee for bringing business across to me. Um, Then I have a dinner party with all my mates. You know, most of us are in our 40s, um, (laughs) which means we all own property and we all own several other properties, quite probably. So what we have in common with people our age group is most of our friends are homeowners. So most of them have some extra. And so you've got to go show your friends how to put
1: their equity to work and help them buy investment properties. Yeah, well done. So that, that's, that's a good point that people forget about is, you know, the, the education on that. And um, you, you basically highlighted one thing that I love is the first thing, um, you never mentioned about um, going and hitting up the sales team for referrals Well, I've never
2: relied on a sales team because I started my business as a property management only.
1: That's what I love that, you know, um, one of my favorite quotes that I've been saying for the last, all this year and it is, you know, stop relying on the sales team to grow the rent roll. It's not their job. Their job is to sell properties. Your job is to grow the rent roll. And, and, you know, you're talking about, you um, you know, picking up this thing and it's called a phone and actually making phone calls, you know, pick up the phone to be proactive in chasing the business. So Jason, can I stop you for, or you go first actually. No, 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 I'm going to my next question. So
2: you go, go. Okay, so let's go back to the sales thing because I have started ineffectively, or ineffectively is the wrong word. Um, Unintentionally, I've become a buyer's agent in, in recent months. And the way that that happens is because all your sales members in your office They get the guy that comes through the door that buys the house and the other 14 people that came through the door to buy the house, guess what? Your lazy sales agent ignores them, 14 people. So pick up the phone, call those. The guy that bought the house might let you manage it, but call the 14 that didn't. Why didn't you buy it? What are you looking for? What do you need from me? Let me help you buy it. Go and conjunct with other agents, not even necessarily in your agency, or go to your sales meetings and go, guys, I've got Dennis. He's looking for three beds, two baths. These are the suburbs he wants to buy it in. Help them buy the investment property. You will absolutely get that management. They won't go elsewhere.
1: Well done. And that's what we call an investor support service. So And
2: you. Received an email from me recently. My role has changed to investor support manager. Well done. That's what I'm loving. Well done.
1: It's music to my ears. I love it. So well done, Jason. You, you've just Thank taken you. it to another level. So um, okay. So um, if I can just quickly add on on that referral where you said you go to the the, the kids' um, play schools, preschools, whatever. Um, I was training an agency this morning, and um, you know they're trying to come up with an idea on um having a promo and actually we're getting it's kaylee we're going to have kaylee um on one of the recordings uh, um soon and um i said to her um you know we could do an ad on social media saying um you know i want to donate two hundred dollars to your charity we want to give your school your kindergarten two hundred dollars you know uh, and having you know sometimes it, it touches people's hearts that you want to give back to the community more than the person actually receiving uh, the bone, the the fee themselves. You know, so because there's a lot of um, community businesses or or um, you know whether it's a charity that that really could do with the help. So um, now my next question is, you know, what would you say back that to the Childcare yes, Centre
2: real quick because yep. I know we're run around the time. Things I ever did with the childcare center because I used to do week on, week off with my nephew, is I took him to I took in two bottles of red, two bottles of wine, and two bottles of sparkling on a Friday afternoon into the child care center and said, You girls have worked your butt off this week. Here's some wine. It looks like you could do with it. It's cost me 40 bucks. Next week, hey Jason, this is Vanessa. She's looking for a property manager and the referrals just came in.
1: Best 40 bucks ever spent. <laughs> Love it. I mean, you know, to 10 weeks of wine and you're still in front, right? Correct. <laughs> well done. That's really good. So, um, what would you say your best rent roll growth strategies are, um, Jason? That brings in, you know, 80% of the business. So, um, typically, I, I would normally say that, um, you know, 70 to 80% of someone's rent roll growth would come from a sales team. But Mm -hmm. yourself, as proactive as you are, what would you say would be your biggest Rent roll Growth strategies that do bring in around 80%? Well, the buyer's agent thing is definitely working for me right now. And for the first
2: time in our business, now that I do have a sales team, it does help me significantly. To be perfectly honest, word of mouth is still one of the the best way that you can get leads is to service the leads that you've got. It's as simple as that, you know, and so people love, don't we all have the best chiropractor and the best physiotherapist and the best mechanic on the planet and every time your mate's got a sore neck, you go, oh, you need to go to my guy and you'll go, no, 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 you need to go to my guy. Exact same thing with property management. Well done. You need to go to my guy. Oh, that's me,
1: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so, Jason, so, uh, question the question. So, you're out there um, uh, getting management's hat. What's your main point of difference that you use to impress the prospective client to sign with you and not go with the other agent down the road? What are your main points of difference that you uh, you, you rely on?
2: My point of difference, which goes back to this investor support manager, is I'm really, Darren, I meet you today, it's really fantastic you're trusting me with this property, but Darren, what's your two, five and 10 year goal? How are we gonna get wealthy together by you letting me fulfill your dreams? That's my point of difference. You tell me, Jason, I want seven properties in the next 10 years, I'll get you a a free appraisal with my mortgage broker, I'll get you a free appraisal with my accountant that I use and recommend, and a free appraisal with my financial planner so that we can come up with a plan to achieve your 10 year goal. And then I'm gonna hold you accountable and I'm gonna help you buy seven properties in the next 10 years. That's my point of difference. No one else can promise that.
0: Now, one thing I was impressed with some of your previous points of difference that you used, and let's go back to Um, uh, you know, Gawler in South Australia with essential property management, and you were really creating a point of difference in just about everything. But I was really impressed on how you used a point of difference about how you chased late rent. Now for our American viewers, um, obviously rent delinquencies, we call it rental arrears, but so Jason, tell us with your rental arrears, how did you um, uh, convince or impress the client around something as Sterile, I was talking about late rent. How did you use that to um, to get the deal over the line and convince them? Well, you'll
2: break it down because when you're in front of a client, they'll go, So what's your policy on rent arrears? And I'll go, Well, I bet everyone else has told you they have a zero tolerance for rent arrears. And they go, Yeah, they have. And they say, and did they tell you what that means? And they go, Yeah, it's zero tolerance. And I'm like, no, well, so we live in a world where the rent is due on Thursday. I'm gonna give you benefit of the doubt and you get one day's grace in my office. So EFT transfer, we, when you're doing the lease sign, we say to our tenants, your rent's due on Thursday, therefore you should be paying it on Tuesday or Wednesday to ensure it's in my account on Thursday. But it's not there Thursday. I don't tell you I'll give you a day's grace but I do give them a day's grace. But on Friday, the friendly SMS reminder, hey, Dennis, it's probably an oversight, but please check your rent. Let us know if you've paid it overnight. Then three days, you get an SMS and a phone call. On five days, you get an SMS, a phone call and a letter. And on seven days, depending on which state you're in, you serve the remedy to breach now some people will tell me that's harassment i don't care you know, i'm getting paid to, to i'm getting paid to receive your rent and guess what i don't work for free my salary is a direct proportion of your rent so four eight percent because it's resi eight percent of zero is zero i'm not doing it for
1: free
0: yeah well then so I- just, just moving on and interpreting again for our american viewers yet i oh, saw american viewers are probably thinking well hang on our rents are due on the first every month of course in australia we deal with weekly or two weekly factors um, so yeah, a lot more work than our American viewers where you're dealing with the uh, rent being paid once a month. Just moving on, so uh, Jason, I know, without even asking the question that you wouldn't be the cheapest guy in town, so you're up against cheaper agents, and when the prospective yep. pine said to you, well, Jason, if you can match your management fee with the other agency down the road, we'll go with you. How do you deal with that and still get full fees? Sure, well, there are a few things.
2: First thing, and I learned this from you, Darren, years and years ago, Show me what it is that the cheap guy will do for you. And it's really critical that you come up with a list that's five pages long. And I don't care how incidental the item that you will do for them is included in that list. But then you go, oh, well, Darren, you've got, they do 14 things and I do 47 things. What 24 things would you like me to remove from this list so that, my service matches their service, first and foremost. Well done. Then, then I also say to them, well, I have picked up managements from ch- cheap agents, and then you show them some of those photos of those cheap managements. Now, the one that springs to mind was a friend of mine, and I picked it up from an agency that you'll know from Adelaide Darren was my major competitor. And I literally had to use the body weight of myself to open the front door, knee deep in rubbish, four skips to get it out, pest control, et cetera, et cetera. Talks for itself. Just show you all, go to the next time you pick up the worst management you've ever picked up,
1: take a video, take photos, and put it in your pack. Spot on. And you've always got that in your pocket. You know what I mean? You've always got that. um, You know, I I have some clients, they keep their phone in the car while they're going for an appointment. I'm like, no, 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 have it with you, have it on silent, take vibrate off so it doesn't disturb you, so the bins and the bongs don't um, affect you, as Darren would put it. Um, You know, because the phone has got evidence on there. You can show them testimonials, how you market properties, it's all there. So well Yeah. Then what you need to do just to finish that off is
2: usually you're talking one percent. And again, Darren, you taught me this. One percent at a three hundred dollar week is three dollars. So that's a cup of coffee. Darren, you're not even going cup of coffee to
0: ruin small coffee today costs $3.80. Correct. $7.80. It, it, Correct.
2: It's crazy. So yeah, yeah. Back in the day it was three bucks. So yeah, yeah, are yeah. you gonna risk your children's inheritance? For a cup
0: of coffee, Darren. There you go. Yeah, well, so I'm getting personal with them. On your that, competitors right? don't stand a chance. Have <laughs> you think, have mercy. Well, you've got to <laughs> cut into
2: their emotion. You get to their why and work on their why. Eighty-five yeah. percent of us invest for a single reason: our retirement or our children.
0: I think long. I think you're one of the best guys, you know, out there that you know you don't need to discount. You just prove your worth, prove your value you will then be able to get that full fee but anyway Dennis now with
2: that said i will say in commercial i do discount but i have a price strategy in place which is i've got to have at least 50k a year in rent which equates to two and a half thousand before you even get in the door uh, Then you've got to, if your rent is less than a hundred grand but more than fifty I'll think about discounting you and if you're more than a hundred, then you know five six seven percent of eight of a hundred thousand dollars is still six grand I can make
1: a dollar out of that yeah that's right so you''re you're, you're taking that into account and um and you know and um the, you know there's some agencies that i I work with they've got a percentage scale whereas if if their kPIs are to get ten management at least eight of them have to be at full fee. But they'll consider that if there are higher than average rents and if all the other incidentals are still in place. So, yeah, well done. So um, on KPIs, okay, uh, what are some of your KPIs that you do to, um, to you know, obviously to grow the rent roll? What are some of the things you've got in place on yourself? Now, I know that um, one of your coaches gave you a KPI of 14 videos in four day, uh, 14 days or something. So there's one. So, then I'll let you. Know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still working on that. I'm one day behind, if I'm really honest with you. <laughs> um, but um, look, the for me, I break it down into ten brand new contacts every day because I go to the sales method. You know, if you look at all the successful agents and you jump and watch a Tom Ferry thing, he'll say, make the call. You make your 30 calls, then you get your follow-up, you do this, you do that. So for me, my KPI is i got to make 10 calls every single day. Um, it's in my calendar. It's my not negotiable. I don't get to go home until I've made 10 new contacts every day via, via that. My results come about because I've made my 10 calls. If I'm feeling stressed financially because I haven't, I'm not making the money I want to make. You can almost definitely say it's because I haven't made the goals. Um, For us, I've got one long-term goal. The long-term goal is to build our, um, by June 30, 2019, to build our monthly revenue to $80,000 per. Per month, so I've broken that down on a month by month basis, which works out to about six thousand per month in new fees. Six thousand per month, give or take, is a hundred thousand per month in rent, which is one point two million dollars a year in annual rent. Because our average fee is five or six percent in commercial, it's significantly less than Resi, and in some instances, we do four. Yeah. Um, so it's
1: a low fee. Um, but I don't chase management, I chase fees. Yeah, so your KPIs are based on the minimum fee, the the, the minimum income that's coming in. So yeah. you, you, you've got your 10 calls. So, um, what other KPIs have you got on yourself to, to do? Like, you know, um, okay, so I send 100 letters a week. Yep, yeah. yep.
2: Yeah. I go to at least one networking event a week, but I try to get to two, because I'm now uh, a BBH member, so I do a Thursday breakfast every th- every week uh, for the same group of people. So I try to go to one other style of thing. And jump on jump on your local council. There'll be a thousand things you can go to. Jump on the local council and work out when there's a brand new state opening up and there's a launch, go to it. Yeah. Go to the launch of the new BMW 5 Series. If it's, you'll be amazed where you can meet clients in your region.
1: Yeah, well done. Yeah, well said. That's that's really good. So you've kind of already answered the next question. It's about you know what's your you know your next growth goal in the next um, 12 months and how are you going to achieve it? Yeah. Look, I probably have answered it, but further to that,
2: my goal beyond that is that I want to increase my team by another two people. In order to do that, I have to increase my portfolio by about 220 managements, um, which again breaks down to the standard 15, 20 per month, which is industry standard. It's not dissimilar in commercial to resi um the and i want to work out ways to reward my team more so that they can um love stay you yeah. know
1: yeah
2: you, you, every, i i didn't get here on my own i now have a very very qualified and very very committed team that get there with me and you've got to reward them for your growth because if you don't reward them for your growth, then they don't want to grow with you, and you, you, you'll get to a point where they're going, "Ah, oh, it's too much work." That they, that's got to be rewarded. Yes, yeah, you, So you've
1: got those incentives in place.
2: So you've a got a, every than. team member needs to make a good ten k a year on top for two reasons. They can't afford to. They can't afford to not stay because they'll go down the road and have to take a ten k pay cut. They don't want to do that. You don't want them to do it. It's 10K, big <laughs> deal. All righty.
0: Let's do the last question. We've got to wrap this up now. Um, you have actually spoken uh, two or three times at Dennis's, In well, before uh, I was working with Dennis with the Inspired Growth Conference. So you have been on stage, but you've got, let's just say you are on stage, you're speaking to business um, owners and also to BDMs in the room you 've got one minute what be the most important thing that you would say to them in that one minute well I haven't covered it yet but you
2: your website needs to be world class I hate technology, but you have to adapt to technology whether you like it or not and you have to be the the young ones are better at it they're quicker at it um, and you you have to network, networking, add everything, in, and you have to learn every single solitary day. And I was at a um, at a retail conference last week, and they said, hands up everyone in the room that's got a coach or a mentor who's 25 or younger. And one person put, the room, put their hand up. And so I've since then been looking into that. You must have a mentor that's younger than you because they get technology in a way that I, and you guys even who are great at it, will never get it. I agree. So, uh, that's why I've got a daughter, especially when it comes to social media. media. Like You're so. So they're younger, they're younger, they're smarter, and they're faster than well, us. You so learn how to program properly, go to a young
0: person. So, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, when I'm talking about video technology, editing videos, this, that, and now they're in office, I looked at the principal and I say, go find the youngest person in the office and talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> look, and how do you keep them? You help them buy their
2: first investment property, and they'll, they'll return loyalty like you've never believed. Well, so Imagine it. a 19-year-old, you've helped them buy their first home by 21. Do you think they're going anywhere? Not if you help them buy their second one by 23 and their third one by 24.
0: And that's
1: Absolutely
0: not. You need to be a buyer's agency, I reckon. That's your next step there, Jason. But we're going to wrap things up. Thank you so many big... Uh, chunky strategies and lots and lots of little plus ones as well in between all of that little conversation between our main questions there was lots and lots of great little strategies too that are going to get you a lot of effects So make sure of course like anything with our viewers none of this matters we're bringing you the very best information but none of it matters if you don't implement so Jason you are one of the great implementers that we work with thank you thank so much you. for your time of course Dennis some great Can four seconds, which is on the
2: implementing, Darren, which is quite simply, don't write the list, but implement one or two at a time, because if you have that huge list, you'll never implement. Master one implementation and then go to the next one.
1: He just wants to keep giving.
0: Doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Jason, So thank you so much, Dennis. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. we wrap this up. but Thank you, everybody. And uh, Jason, very quickly, what's your email if people have questions?
2: W R I G H T at
0: No worries. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Thanks, guys.